Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust. Member FDIC. Stone in Pine Bluff. the Eat My Catfish Studios, it's time for Arkansas's number one caller-driven sports show. It's Drive Time Time Sports Sports on the Buzz Radio Network with your hosts, Randy Rainwater and Rick Schaefer. Lock it in and get ready to dial us up. Drive Time Sports is on the air. Good afternoon. Welcome to Drive Time Sports on the Buzz Radio Network. Rick Schaefer standing by in Northwest Arkansas. I'm Randy Rainwater from the capital city. I got to say this before I say hello, Rick Schaefer, because Rick sometimes will just start talking. And we have Coach Z with us. Coach Matt Zimmerman, thanks to the DHR group of Sonic Drive-In, so I'll do both. Good afternoon, Rick. Good afternoon, Matt. I'm gonna let Good Matt, afternoon, uh, guys. There we go. Let's let Matt go first, because he's back from Missouri. You just get these in-betweens. You, you didn't go straight to uh, Baton Rouge this time, did you? No, no. We're okay. back in school, so we, back we, in uh, school. Made the, yep, we, we, we came back last night. I got to the house about, about uh, just a few minutes before 1 a.m. Okay, and, not uh, bad. So, yeah, they... Yeah, no, no, not bad at all. And then uh, head to Baton Rouge tomorrow afternoon, and we got an early game. That's right. Well, good for you. And I'm sure you're glad to see the Razorbacks play better. And, you know, as you watched Keon Minifield last night, you hope that it's not just one out of every seven or eight games he plays like that. Because if he's that good every night, then Arkansas can do well. Because part of Mikhail Mitchell's great night was Minifield getting the ball to him. Yeah. You're right. All the assists, all the great passes. You know, going into the game, Hogs are ten and ten. You know, you just everyone's kind of scratching their head about the team. But Keon had played nine games. Now he's played ten ball games, and he has had some very, very good games. But he had a couple games where he didn't play as well. And coach decided to kind of turn it back over to L. Ellis, or to turn it back to Layden Blocker, and he kept changing things around. And I think after that ha- happened. It was the first time Keon probably had to face adversity because he played all the time in Washington. It was probably the first time he's had to face adversity with not being in the game all the time. And so here he was in and out of the lineup. Sometimes he'd start. Sometimes he wouldn't even play in a ball game. But it was the old Keon in this one. He was outstanding, and he did so many things right. And I, I thought his first half was I – thought, I thought his first half was – as good as we've had a guard play, other than maybe Tremont Mark a couple times where he had hit, hit big ball games, uh, he was just d- directing everything. He only had two assists at halftime and nine points, but just how he handled everything, how he got the team going, and uh, you could see then that you're up 19 at halftime. Boy, it sure is nice. You know, I have to say, Matt, I'm I never. I rarely question statistics, rarely, because uh, I know there are guys doing the things and they're done electronically and all that kind of stuff. Arkansas got 33 baskets last night. Yep. Only four Fine. of them were only four of them were three pointers, yep. and Arkansas was only credited with 14 assists. I thought the Razorbacks shared the ball well. Minifield yep. had to have had more than three assists last night. Right. That just doesn't seem right. Do you think so? Yeah, we talked about that on the plane last night. That, and you know, you can go back and that, how that happens is you can go back and have your your own st- stats and stat it yourself, and then within 24 hour period, you can submit it to the conference and to the University of Missouri. You, really, you go to Missouri first as a courtesy, and then Missouri would go to the conference and say, "Hey, we we had some stuff and we want to change it." And usually, you can do that with film clips and. It's all changed, and the, and the NCAA and the SEC will have no problems updating that. 
to what is actually right. And I don't know if that happened today at all, but it did seem like we had more assists than than what the box score had at the end of the ball game. It felt like more, and so uh, because there were so many drives and dump offs and it's a dunk, or a lob and it's a dunk, and those are obviously assists. And uh, just a good all around game like that, you're going to have great stats. I love what you said there, and that's been an area that's been so lost on this team. Those 33 points, those 33 made baskets. We've had games where we've made 19 and 20, and tw- at home, 22 yeah. made baskets. You can't do that. I can think the Kentucky game, 20 made baskets. You can't win like that. The, the, the Auburn game, where we lose by 32 points, we had 18 made baskets. It was so nice seeing that ball go through that net a bunch in Columbia last night. Well, it's hard for a dunk not to go down. We have seen some missed dunks, but yeah. there were a lot of them last yeah. night, and that was encouraging. And, hey, I'm not lobbying for changing stats or anything like that because it shows up later, and there's nobody on Arkansas's team that's going to lead the league in assists. So it's not no, that. No, that's right. It just, but it just seemed it just seemed like uh, there were more than that. It was low. Yeah, 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 but it's good to see them. What do you think got into them last night to play with that kind of intensity, which we haven't seen all the time. We saw it against Kentucky, but we haven't seen it a lot this year. What do you think changed last night? I think they were pretty motivated. You know, they, they've they've had a, a tough stretch, had some tough losses, have not been playing very good basketball, but all of a sudden you play much better against Kentucky and showed signs of life. And then you go to, you know, coming off the Ole Miss game, it was down. It was a down feeling. And then you have Trevin hurt. You got Devo stepped away from the program. You go into the Kentucky game without two guys that started pretty much all year. And those guys pulled together and played well. It ended up being a, a, a kind of a you know a tough loss. We weren't happy about losing sixty three to fifty seven, but it showed a lot of signs. And I think they felt like going to Missouri. Uh, number one, you know we, we we weren't playing Auburn. No offense to Missouri. But I think they felt like, hey, we're better than Missouri. We've got better team, better players, and let's go up there and win. Let's let's get a road win. Another thing, we've not won a game on the road. Now we hadn't played a lot of you know. Coach isn't going to schedule any in the non-conference normally, and we just lost the three in the league. So, but it's I'm sitting there thinking we're we're one day from February, and there's a chance we go into February without a road win. And so it was so nice that those guys played like that. They had so much energy. Saw a couple things last night I hadn't seen in a while. Saw some guys smiling on the court during the game when plays would happen. Saw guys excited, uh, really excited for one another when they made a play. You saw a lot of high fives and a lot of chest bumps. There's always some of that. But it was like way more last night. And they were really, really happy. And the bench the whole time stayed engaged, cheering, clapping, and it, it, it was fun. It was just a fun game. And they didn't have a bad crowd. I've been there when it was a smaller, smaller crowd. Been there when there was a lot more packed in there. But it was, you know, it was a good crowd in there. Over 11,000. And they stayed pretty much the whole game. And so I think those guys were very, very motivated to play well. And the Antlers, you know, they were there for, for about two hours before the game. And the Antlers were giving it to them. And I think that helped motivate them also. So the Antlers are still around then? Yeah, so they, yes, they are. And the whole time I was coaching in Missouri, the Antlers were there. Now, back in the day, you know, back in the 80s and 90s and the Norm Stewart era, the Antlers were huge. And it was a big honor for students to be chosen to be an Antler. But they did too many things that were not right and were rough and very disrespectful. So as time got there, as time went, they made it smaller and a smaller group and a smaller group. And then they moved where they could sit. When we were there, our athletic director would let them sit down by the court for up until about 45 minutes before tip. They could yell and scream during warm-ups. And then they would and they would put two security guards right in front of them. If they said something just really, really bad, they booted them. <laughs> and uh, then he would move them up. And it got 30, 45 minutes before the game, he'd move them way up higher. And so the antlers really were tamed down and their numbers were limited but uh, this ad lets them stay down by the court the whole time they were there early and they get after you now they get after you hard and uh i think that motivated our guys a little bit hmm. all right matt what has been the turnaround in makai mitchell uh he has been 
dominating the last two games. Against Kentucky, a double-double. Last night, a double-double. What are you seeing different about Makai Mitchell? Minutes, minutes, and minutes, and minutes. And he has played minutes before, but he might get a foul or two, and he'd get pulled out. Now we've been a three-man rotation those two with the big. Coaches decided, I'm going to play two bigs pretty much all the time right now. So we had four four bigs playing two spots. So when when Makai didn't do something or if there was any frustration by Makai or Coach, those minutes went down, down, down. Trevin Brazil has been out the last two games. Makai Mitchell's played very, very good the last two games. And one reason is because his minutes have been way up, and it's now a three-man rotation for two spots. Now, I think Trevin will be back very, very soon, may play Saturday. And so it'll be interesting how that goes. But hopefully he's shown coach enough now that he'll be out there more. I mean, the other night against Missouri, 30, almost 34 rebounds, 8 for 13, 19 points, 14 rebounds. And he was so good, he just dominated everything inside the paint. Missouri was, to me, intimidated by Makai Mitchell. And the Kentucky game, he was very, very good. You look back to, say, any of our losses, say, for instance, um, the game against Auburn. You know, he played I think, eight or nine minutes against Auburn at two points and three rebounds. And we were minus 20 when he was out there. And so he was not playing very well. I think he never got comfortable. Last year, he played a lot of minutes. He started almost all year. He was more comfortable in that role. This year, he has not been as comfortable. He's not played as much. And when he's played, he hasn't played as well. Now he's getting to play. It's been a three-man, big-man rotation. Two of those three are out there all the time. And I think that Jalen Graham has loved that. I think Chandler Lawson has really, really liked that. And all of their minutes are up. And it's because, you know, they one of the four bigs hadn't been playing. You know, Matt, uh, you probably know that rumors are all over the place on all this stuff, and we try not to give credence to them because unless it's true, you don't know. But one of the encouraging things to me last night was seeing Trevon Brazil travel with the team because oh, we don't know we don't know what the deal is with Devo, Devo Davis, and then they're out. Well, Brazil's going to quit too. I thought that was encouraging, and and it shows that maybe this team is still a little bit more together than some people think. Oh, one hundred percent, much more together than than if you want to listen to all that because they've stayed together. There's not been, uh, you know, they Trevin could have stayed home. We knew yeah. he did not practice on Tuesday, yeah. um, so you hadn't practiced Monday. You didn't practice last week, Thursday, Friday. Didn't play Saturday, and didn't practice Monday. Didn't practice Tuesday. He's not going to play Wednesday night in Como, and I'm sure he really wanted to because that's the school he played at his freshman year. Right. And there he was, boom, on the trip and cheering on his teammates, supporting his team, wearing red and standing. I thought it was interesting last night. We get there early for games. Most time teams get there an hour and a half early. We usually get about there about two hours early. And they let the students in soon after that. And he, he's not back in that locker room hiding out. He's not back there laying around. He's out there with his teammates going, as they're warming up. He's out there. He's rebounding. He's maybe gets up a few shots of his own. And he sat there, and he he took the abuse from, from their student section and from the antlers, and he could have been hiding out till game time. And I do think it was a positive sign that he was, was on the trip. I do think he'll be playing again very soon. I know that he's uh, he wants to. And so I think he'll be back out there very soon. And it'll be interesting, that hopefully, that that helps us because he's a darn good player, very talented. And now we just got to add another piece back to that puzzle. Did Coach Musselman threaten his team with shooting three-pointers last night? <laughs> with, he, he told them not to? Yes, he did. They only, they only took six, made four. You know, you, you can do a lot of hallelujahs over that. You really can because we almost got our average, and like I said, shot six times. I got the shot chart right here, and in the second half, Keon had shot that one on the right side, right in front of our bench that he missed earlier in the half. And then the whole half is going, and it's layup, it's dunk, it's layup, and dunk, and there was mixed in a couple of mid-range by uh, Tremont Mark, and Ty even shot like a free throw line jumper, and Caleb shot like about a 12-footer. And then Jalen Graham had a couple of those little one-handed push shots made, and he missed a couple. And we're getting late in the ball game, and we still shot one three-pointer in the second half. And then Keon got it almost in the same spot, just a few feet different, and buried that other one. And, uh, oh, man, the bench just erupted. It was beautiful to see this kind of scoring. 
and all these baskets made and is shooting this high percentage, 54%, 59% in the first half, and doing it without relying on the three-point shot. I thought that was great. Mm-hmm. Okay, now you need to help us, Matt, because obviously we've dealt with a lot of conversations about the team. You're only with us for an hour a week, and Joe's opinion is on our show every week, and he's going to be on our show tonight. And awesome. he didn't play last night. And, of yeah. course, last night, last night is okay. You can't question who played because Arkansas scored 91 points. They haven't done that in a while. If right. you were asking Joseph questions, <laughs> never wanted to put him on the spot, what would you ask him? I'd ask him, you know, kind of the same stuff you've asked me. You know, Joseph, why do you think this team has picked it up so much better the last two games after the low point of really struggling in early conference play and in, in a lot of the games not even playing close, much less losing, but getting smacked? How you go from that to a close, narrow loss to Kentucky and a blowout win at Missouri? That you know the, the the tempo, the attitude, the effort, the energy is so much better. And, and see what he thinks about that and why that is. And uh, he was going in last night. I sat there with my own eyes and watched it because I always sometimes will hit Chuck when somebody's coming in, and in case he's maybe glanced down or writing something. And here comes Joseph, going to check in the game in the first half, and I reached over to tap. Uh, Chuck to let him know here comes Joseph and then he got called back and he sat there to check in for a, for, for a little bit and then he got called back so you're okay well he'll get called back in in a few minutes and then the way it turned out he never got never got in there or, or L. Ellis neither one guy L. Ellis started and played against Kentucky and then doesn't yeah. play in the next game mm-hmm. so. but but both of those guys and, and uh, you know you can always ask him about what he does to stay sharp and be ready because I do think that there was a time this year he got called to play. I think it was the Auburn game when we were getting beat. I hate to keep referencing that game, but remember Coach put all those guys in with six or seven minutes left, and it gave him an opportunity to show something. He didn't play well. And I know Joseph was very disappointed that he wasn't more mentally or whatever ready to play given that kind of minute in an SEC game. And I think it was he probably just didn't realize he didn't think he was going to get play like that. And Coach preaches to these guys, you never know when it's your opportunity you got to be ready because Joseph can help this basketball team. But right now, Coach has found an eight-man rotation that he likes. And, you know, there's two parts that have been a part of that rotation all season that haven't been there for the last two games. So that's kind of helped Coach narrow who he wants to play. Against Kentucky, Keon doesn't play any. Yeah. And 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 they all played all the time. And then against Missouri, L doesn't play any. And Keon plays, you know, 32 minutes. And Layden Walker started and played almost 30 minutes. Yeah. And so it's still a moving target. I think it's still a moving target. And guys like L and guys like Joseph, hey, they got to be ready to go. That brings up some very interesting questions when you talk about the rotation Battle starts the game, yeah. and even though it looked like he suffered the same kind of, uh, I guess you can call it, leg injury that he did yeah. against uh, Kentucky, there was no mention of battle at all in the postgame show yeah. with Coach Musselman about whether or not, you know, what is the extent of the injury. Now, there were so many other things to talk about. I guess it yeah. just kind of went underneath the radar do you have an update on Battle? Is he hurt to the extent that maybe for a while you're not going to see him until he gets back 100% yeah. or what? Do you know, Matt? Well, I think that he's fine. And the reason I say that, he did go down in Ole Miss. And at first it looked like it might be pretty bad. But I'm right. sitting there and I could read his lips. And he said, I'm, I'm good. I'm good. And they got him up and he limped off. And we'd already lost Trevin in that game. And... You know, we, we, we were already kind of banged up. Tremont wasn't playing because he was sick. And so you're like, oh, here we go. Now now battles hurt. But he came back in in that game against Ole Miss. And it was almost the exact same thing last night in Missouri. He went down. At first, it looked kind of bad. The other nine guys all went running back down the other end. Uh, battle stayed on the ground just like he did at Ole Miss. And you're like, okay, here we go. And the same type deal. Trainer went out there, Matt Townsend. He kind of limped around. And within within two or three minutes, he was on the sideline 
bouncing up and down and jumping, and then he checked back in the game. So I, I think I think Battle's good, and I think that uh, he won't have any lingering effects because that's he, he wants to play. That kid's very motivated to get playing time. So I think he's going to have to have a, a real big injury. So I, I think he'll be good. Another difference in the lineup, and I hope it stays this way. Layden Blocker, I thought, provided a huge lift, yeah. especially at the beginning of the game. Uh, that seems to be something that has, again, plagued Arkansas at times. Didn't happen against Kentucky, but uh, the last two games, you can almost uh, use those as trends that's finally going in the opposite direction. That is, Matt, getting off to a good start. I attribute yeah. a lot of that to the play of Layden Blocker. Funny you say that, because overall, when he was in the ball game, uh, I think we were plus one, so we only outscored Missouri by one when he was there. Plus minus is a little bit of a complex thing, a lot of factors going to that, obviously. But what I found interesting was, last night at halftime, we, now we had a couple guys that were plus, uh, Makai was plus 17, Jeremiah was plus 16 at halftime. Keon was plus 14, but Layden Blocker was plus 11 at the half. He had He, he was really playing well at, at halftime. And by the end of the game, his plus-minus had gone from 11 just to 1. So the team he was with, the group he was with, was not as successful in the second half as it was the first half. But his first half was really, really good. And, you know, he made those foul shots. He scored points. He had some really nice passes. And he only had one assist at that time, and he ended up with two assists for the game. But he had what I like, what what Coach Richardson used to call singles, where he would make a really good pass. And then Keon Manifield would make the play, and then Makai would dunk it. And Keon would get the assist. But it kind of all started with Layden Blocker. And that happened four or five times last night. Uh, he was very, very good in this game. All right, Matt, hang on. we got to step aside okay. for a moment. Rick Schaefer, I'm Randy Rainwater. Thanks once again to the DHR group of... Sonic Drive-Ins for allowing us to have Coach Z. White Report every weekday with Justin and Wes on The Zone. Brought to you by Big O Tires with locations in Cabot and Conway. Hello folks, it's Frank Fletcher from the Fletcher Dodge Store here in Sherwood. For the past few months, we've been asking you to give us a chance to buy your cars. And the response has been great. We really appreciate all of you who brought your cars in and turned it into cash. We've purchased hundreds of cars from fine people just like you. Folks, we're still buying cars every day. So look around and see what you or your family has in the garage that you want to turn into cash. It's really easy, folks. Just come into Fletcher Dodge and ask for Chris or Andy. We'll buy any vehicle and we'll pay you more than anyone. We can't find enough vehicles at the auto auctions to meet the demand. So we're extending you this offer to the public. We'll pay you more, so don't wait. We've purchased hundreds of cars from fine people just like you. Come see us today for the best cash offer on your car, truck, van, or SUV. Just ask for Chris or Andy. We'll pay you more, so come see us at Fletcher Dodge on Warden Road in Sherwood. Thanks. It's Howie from Robert Irwin Jewelers. Still make it difficult this year. Get to Robert Irwin Jewelers and buy her diamonds. Spend $99 or more and get a dozen free roses and a box of chocolates. Bigger, brighter diamonds, free financing, Robert Irwin Jewelers, or online at rijewelers.com. While supplies last. Ladies and gentlemen, get ready for a night of heart-pounding action. Pinnacle Fight Night, where warriors become legends. On February 3rd, experience the thrill of professional boxing as top fighters Carlos Nava, 10-0 with six knockouts, and Thomas Candyman Blair, 7-0 with three knockouts, defend their perfect records. At the Maumelle Event Center, as fighters from around the U.S. compete for victory. Don't miss the chance to be a part of history. Tickets are selling fast, so grab yours today at Eventbrite. Pinnacle Fight Night, where legends are made. At Southern Floor Coating, coatings are all they do, and they won't be beat on price. Factory-trained installers using the purest form of polyurea with UV stability for all your outside projects. When you call, you'll talk with a professional interested in your project, not a voicemail. Don't trust a fly-by-night company that may not be in business next year. Transform your patio, porch, or pool deck and call the real pros at Southern Floor Coating. 501-402-4912 or take a look at southernfloorcoating.com. Did you know Arch Marine is the kayak leader in central Arkansas? Right now, get 20% off all feel-free kayaks. All the prices are falling on kayaks this month. Don't forget, we repair ATVs. Your granddaddy trusted Arch Marine, and so can you. 
This is Pat Bradley for Alcoa Community Federal Credit Union and their New Year's Auto Loan Special. Fantastic news! Due to weather conditions, the New Year's Auto Loan Special has been extended through Valentine's Day. Take advantage of 3.99% interest on 22, 23, or 24 models. No payments for 90 days or up to 84 months financing. Once again, the Alcoa Community Federal Credit Union New Year's Auto Loan Special has been extended through Valentine's Day. Get pre-approved online at alcoacommunityfcu.org. Now, back to Drive Time Sports, live from the Eat My Catfish studios. Eat fresh, eat local, eat my catfish. You've got Drive Time Sports locked in on the Buzz Radio Network. Here is Randy Rainwater. Welcome back to Drive Time Sports and the Buzz Radio Network. Rick Schaefer. I'm Randy Rainwater. We'll be rejoined by Coach Z in a moment, thanks to the DHR group of Sonic Drive-Ins, the financial professionals. At first, security are big fans of Arkansas, and that's because they're Arkansas-owned and Arkansas-focused. They try to take care of communities just like they take care of customers. So whatever better means to you, you're going to find more of it at First Security as Arkansas's community bank. First Security is all about taking care of customers and making life better right here in Arkansas. So more people can buy a home, run a business, and a whole lot more. Check them out at fsbank.com. That's First Security Bank. Member FDIC, equal housing lender, only in Arkansas. That's First Security Bank. All right, we want to, uh, we've got some, not only live fan feedback, but we also have some Southern Structural Solutions Buzz text line as well. So let's see. Uh, let's see. Jared says, uh, did you see Hoop Scoop's post-game show after last night's hog win? He said he leans right now slightly that Muss is gone after the season. I know rumors of all kinds have been flying all week, but what's going on here, guys? Just a lot of odd things going on, it seems like, right now. Muss hasn't had his contract extended either. It's all rather curious. But what do you guys think? Now, Rick, didn't the other day we learn that Coach Musselman's contract goes to like through 2028 or something like that? I think so, but we also learned that his buyout's only a million dollars. Yeah, and right. Today's standard, that makes him an easy target if somebody wants to hire him. So, you know, we don't know. We don't know any of that. And Kevin Hoopscoop doesn't know that either. And probably Matt doesn't know that either. We, we don't know what he's going to do. Uh, so the only thing is coaches have to make decisions that are best for their families. That's up to him. I thought last night he coached like a guy that wanted to win. That's all I could tell you. Have anything you want to add to that match? You're around them all the time. Yeah, you know, I was doing this thing for uh, this ESPN radio in Louisville last week, and uh, I get on the main time we play Kentucky, and they, of course, it's a Kentucky-based radio station. They won't hear about the Razorbacks. And uh, so we were talking at the end, the, uh, the guy, uh, Kevin, that runs their deal, he said, um, you know, he asked that because of Louisville and the problems they're having and Coach Kenny Payne. He said they're going to make a change there. Coach Musselman's name has been mentioned here, and what do you think? And I told Coach this later, and he laughed. But I was like, Kevin, hey, that's a good question, but no, that's not happening because uh, you, don't, you don't leave Arkansas to go to Louisville. And uh, <laughs> I don't think they like that. <laughs> but uh, I, I said, uh, you know, he's, he's one of the top highest-paid coaches in the country. I think he was sixth. At one time, you know, USA Today always does that big one. Four point seven million. That that was yeah. in the yeah. uh, the the finances of the athletic department for twenty two twenty three were revealed. So yeah. at least last year he made four point seven million. This year I'm sure he's not making any less than that. No, I think he's making a little more. So he's I don't think he's making five, but he's he's you know he's in the high fours as you said. And so what's it, what's beautiful about that is he goes through one school year. Uh, 22-23, as you say, at 4.7. Then he goes through this one, probably 4.8 or 4.85. And then next year comes quick, and you make another 4.8 or 4.9. 
and he is one of the highest paid. And the college basketball coaches don't make that. Now, I worked for a man that was highly paid after we got here, and it was $2 million, and that was not that long ago. You know, and there's a lot of coaches in our league that are making two to two and a half million. Now you got John Calipari, you got Rick Barnes, and guys that are making what Coach Must makes or a little more. Uh, Bill Self makes a lot of money. But uh, you'd also be surprised when you look at some of these guys, Coach Izzo and Matt Painter, and guys you think, well, they've all the things they've done, they're making more than that. They're not. And there's a lot of people that are making less than that, Mark Few included. And so it is a. Uh, it's really interesting, but it's obviously they're they're highly paid. There's not a lot of people that can pay what Arkansas can. There are some. There's very few people that can pay like that and can also put twenty thousand people in an arena or very close to it. Arkansas can. Um, we played South Carolina when we're when we're having a losing record in the league and the place is packed. And not very many people can do that when you're losing. Still have that many people at a game. And we know when we're when we're winning, you can't get a ticket. Um, also, we do have name, image, and likeness, and we're doing pretty well name, image, and likeness in basketball from all indications. You know, coaching, you know, there's not people running around saying, we don't have NIO money. There's people in our league that are saying in basketball that they don't. And there are some teams in our league that have very little NIO uh, abilities in our league. Not everybody, but some. And we do have. And so there's a lot of positives at Arkansas. And I do think that Coach, he's kind of said this before, Arkansas's won one before, and so I do think that matters as well. And does that mean that we're guaranteed to win one again? No, of course it don't. We haven't won one since 1994, but this school has done it. And uh, there's some other places around there that will play well that have never won one, most of them in our league. Our league's a league of, I think, three national champions. Well, LSU claims like 1935 or something. So we got like four national championships ever won in basketball in our league. So he's got one of the top jobs in the country. I just don't there's no way I would think he would leave. All right, never man. Say never. Oh, I know. You never say never. No. I've, I've, I've had to uh, tell that to Rick on several occasions. <laughs> you never, you never say never. Yeah, right. Okay. I love Rick to death. Just only, only kidding. Uh, not kidding about that. Anyway, uh, from our Gangster Museum of America Life and Feedback, Big Keith says, is it coincidental or not? We look like a totally new team with TB and Devo not playing. Also, is there any chance Devo returns? Says, I kind of hope not. We're a lot better without him. Your thoughts? Well, definitely a tough question. And I'm, I'm not in that coaching office and sitting there with Coach to know, but I know that it's hard to have a guy that's been here four years and put that kind of time in. And if, if, if he was fighting to come back and wanting to be – to come back, I think it would be very difficult to, to not to not let him. That sounds soft and easy. It's a different era. This is 2024. It's not. Uh, it's not 1994. It's not 1974. And uh, you know, it may be a deal where he has to. You know, maybe he doesn't play for a while, or he has to do some things to get back in the good graces of the team, or or whatever. There's a lot of factors, and none of us know what all he's having to go through. And so, you know, it may be a situation where he can come back and come back right off the bat. But, you know, nothing from has happened yet. I was kind of, you know, you thought after the Kentucky game, sometimes these things are short. Devo, when we came back from Maui, we got back on Thanksgiving. And Devo took some time away last year. And that was the Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. We played Troy on Monday night. Devo was gone. He didn't play in that game. He wasn't at the game. And so he'd been gone for four slash five days. And then, boom, Tuesday he's back, you know, and he – and he got through his stuff, and then soon later he was playing. And so after the Kentucky game, you're hoping, well, maybe this was just a short time away because, uh, you know, we had all been told he was stepping away from the team. So you're hoping he's going to step away for two or three days, right? So we just don't know, and uh, there's been no other thing announced about it. So I definitely think there's that possibility, and, and Trevor Brazil is going to play again, absolutely. I think he'll play this weekend, but I'm not getting that off any inside info. I just think he's, he's he needed a little rest on that knee, and he may need a few more. He may need some more rest, and maybe he doesn't play. But I think he's close, and he will definitely be playing again. He's on the team. He's on the trip. He wants to be a part of it. All right, Matt, this uh, from the Southern Structural Solutions Buzz text line from the 501. The Hogs got a much-needed win, but once again they had a huge lead 
let it evaporate, held on to win. Where's the dagger mentality? Well, before Matt answers that, let's point out that with 56 seconds to go, Arkansas was still ahead by 14 points. Yeah. So, and we've seen Arkansas hit some threes at the end, and oh well, they like even against Kentucky, they lost by six. They could have lost by ten. So right. I wouldn't say Arkansas frittered away all of that lead. Missouri hit a few threes in the last minute, and that's why the score was as close as it was. Am I right, Matt? Oh, so so, so well said. Because absolutely, because we were rolling, you got a twenty-three point lead. Now they cut it, you know, to ten or twelve there with yeah. some time left. But then Arkansas would answer with six zero run, and one time it was a eight to two run, and we'd go back up sixteen points. Uh, there was really not any time in the second half. Of course, you got the luxury of being up nineteen. There was not one second in the second half where I was like, "Uh oh!" Not one time. I mean, it, I, we were just so much better than Missouri on that game that we we weren't going to lose that. But if you like a like a guy that I know, a good friend of mine here, asked me this morning, and he said, "Pat, my my friend Patrick works at Lake Park." He said, "Coach, I went to bed." Yes, get up early. He said, I went to bed. We were up 19. We only won by seven. What happened? Well, nothing really happened. Basically what Rick said. Uh, you know, Missouri was playing at home. They had a little emotion. They tried to come back, but they, they weren't going to. We, we had that game in the bag for, for a good while. All right, Matt, uh, I'll let you explain this one. This again from our Southern Structural Solutions Buzz text line, because I'd kind of like to know the answer myself, because I'm I'm looking here. Uh, at the final box, it's got uh, that infamous plus minus. Lawson plus 11, Graham plus 7, Battle plus 7, Blocker plus 1, Mark, Traymond Mark minus 5. So the question is, Matt, could you please explain the plus (laughs) minus stuff on the players? Because he sure seemed good when Mark was Because I want to know. <laughs> well, he, he, our leading score, 22 points, and it is a best leading, as I said a minute ago. It's an unusual stat. NBA, they love it, but they're so big into their rotation and exactness of that, whereas a college basketball, it's a little bit more of a, of a change with the coaches game by game. But if you'd ask me after the game, what is Tremont Mark? We'd won by seven points. What is Tremont Mark's plus minus? I would have definitely said, uh, oh, probably 18 plus 18 <laughs> or plus 15 without looking at a stat sheet. He had 22 points, you know, and he shot 8 of 13. I would have said, well, it's, 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 it's 18 points or 15 points. And, and when I was sitting there courtside as Chuck Barrett was running through the numbers and it was minus 5, I was like, I told Mike Haywood, I said, Mike, I think this is wrong. And so uh, I don't know if they ever, I'm sure it's not wrong, but – uh Really an interesting number. There was a stretch there. Uh, you know, he was in all the way through the end, and I guess he was probably more like the numbers of these guys like Jalen and Caleb, seven. And and, and the, he was probably right around their number, seven or eight. And then he was in there at the end when Missouri hit those threes and scored those points in that last minute. And Jalen Graham had fouled out. Caleb Battle was not in there. And, uh, Jeremiah Davenport, who ended up being plus eight, he wasn't in there. So the next thing you know, it, 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 his his number was that. It was really unusual. He, he played a very good game, man. If you're going eight for 13 on the road and, and you play as well as he did, he had four rebounds. You know, he, he drew five fouls. He had a darn good game. <laughs> okay, but I... But, 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 over, but, over, but the numbers are really, really interesting. And Coach Muzz is an NBA guy. And he looks at that plus-minus every single time. He, he studies it. I'll bet he'll still play, Mark. So can you can you uh, Google all of that, what you said, and send it to me, and then we'll see if we can't decipher it into layman's terms? Because uh, I'm still not sure we have an answer. Okay. we got to step away for a moment. We'll come back with our final segment with the coach, Coach Z, Coach Matt Zimmerman. Thanks to the DHR group of Sonic Drive-Ins. Every Monday morning, call Morning Mayhem and let them know how you feel about how they did. One sentence and one sentence only. What do you do when the power goes out? Well, now you can do anything you want when you purchase a Generac Home Standby Generator from Generator Supercenter of Little Rock. Come visit the experts at Central Arkansas's only generator showroom located on Chanel Parkway in West Little Rock. 
We offer a turnkey solution, financing, and 24-7 service. Visit our website for more info at GeneratorSuperCenterOfLittleRock.com. The Standby Power People. Tap Time with Bryce Nall and Scott Parton, presented by New Province Brewing, returns this Thursday at 7. Tap Time is Little Rock's premier radio show for beer lovers by beer lovers. Tap Time Thursday from 7 till 8 on 103.7 The Buzz. Live from the Edwards Food Giant Studios. Do you need rainwater Holt in Sexton? Anywhere in the state, dial 8. 888-8888. It really is just that easy. If you've been injured and need help, it doesn't matter where in Arkansas you are. Just dial 8. 888-8888. We'll come to you. I'm Mike Rainwater of Rainwater Holton Sexton. We have been thankfully serving our Kansans for years, and we appreciate the trust you've put in us. We work hard for you, Arkansas, each and every day. Anywhere in the state, dial 8. Cards issued by Sutton Bank and Celtic Bank members of DIC terms and conditions apply. Are you the decision maker in your company? Do you want more control over your business spending? Meet Ramp, the only corporate card and spend management platform designed to save you time and money. Ramp offers unlimited corporate cards with spend controls you can customize to stop wasteful spending before it happens. Ramp makes expense reports a breeze by automatically collecting receipts and matching them to the right transaction. You'll close your books in hours instead of days. Ramp allows you to see all of your company spend in one place, so you can make quick, informed decisions about your business finances. Plus, Ramp will share insights based on your spending to help you cut costs. Over 15,000 businesses have added up to 5% to their bottom line with Ramp. You can be one of them. If you're a decision maker, adding Ramp could be one of the best decisions you've ever made. And now get $250 when you join Ramp. Just go to ramp.com sports. Ramp.com sports. RAMP.com slash sports. Roger, did you know that Oakland Sports is the mobile app that lets you bet anywhere in Arkansas? Anywhere. So I can bet the over when I'm in Dover. Indeed you can. I can take the underdog in Dogtown. Absolutely. You're telling me I can bet on the pigskin in Piggott? Yep. Hoops in Humno. Baseball in Bauxite. Long shots in Lavaca? All of the above. Anywhere, huh? Anywhere. Nice. Easy to use and even easier to fund. Bet with confidence. Bet with Oakland Sports. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. Tune in each week for I Didn't See That Coming on The Zone. Every Tuesday, Justin and DJ discuss those stories that cause you to raise an eyebrow. It's I Didn't See That Coming presented by Barton's Home Outlet. Kitchens, baths, floors, and more. 100% employee owned. Welcome back to Drive Time Sports, live from the Eat My Catfish studios, where it's much like any of the seven Eat My Catfish locations, minus the always fresh, delicious food options like the family-packed catfish dinners. The number one sports radio show in Arkansas, Drive Time Sports, on the Buzz Radio Network. Drive Time Sports and the Buzz Radio Network. Rick Schaefer. I'm Randy Rainwater. Joined again by Coach Matt Zimmerman. Thanks to the DHR group of Sonic Drive-Ins. We're also joined by my man, Neil Atkinson, by way of Bet Saracen. Now, Neil, we have just had something interesting that... Um, uh, Neil, we had something interesting that... Rick brought up earlier in the program, so I've got both Matt and I've got uh, Rick uh, hot on their microphones. So I'm going to have... I'm on the hot seat then. You're on the hot seat then. (laughs) Because the question is, Rick brought the question up. Arkansas had, uh, what, 33 baskets, something like that, on the night. And uh, they only had, what, Rick... 14 assists. 14 assists. Mm-hmm. And then it was asked of Matt, do they ever go back and look at the game again? And from Arkansas's perspective, could they go back and uh, give credit to XYZ for some number of assists and so forth and so on? And then the question came up by way of our Southern Structural Solutions Buzz text line. Uh, the question is, uh, if they change the stats, will Bet Saracen honor that? Yeah, we do have a provision in the rules, and um, we do not change the outcome of a game if the stat is adjusted uh, 
after the initial stat sheet comes out. So once it's printed on the on the uh, original stat sheet, and if it's changed at a later time or a later date or an appeal, that does not change. It, it's what the uh, uh, stats are on the game uh, on the on the game day, and, and we've got a rule in there for that. Um, and we just have to have a decision because um, um, you know we we. we we can't go back and change it uh, after the fact uh, yeah, once we've already paid out the money because the money's gone. Yeah. So uh, yeah. yeah. So that's the that's the rules and that's what the, that's the, the rules that we play by and um, and and it's the, we we have to uh, put a a a a, a, uh, a a time frame mark on that and and that's the fairest way to do it. And and, and the yeah. neat thing is it's very very extremely rare for that to happen and it's rare for it to change the outcome of a bet, but as in sports, anything can happen, and it will happen. There was another play last night that they did go back and review, and that was the fact that uh, Makai gets a dunk, and you're thinking, it's not offensive goaltending, which is what they mm-hmm. called. But what happened, if you look on the right side of the rim, Layton Blocker has not one but both <laughs> hands clamped around the rim. That was offensive yeah. goaltending. So that two points that could have popped up uh, in favor of Mitchell ended up being negated. So that was easily corrected. And then at the, I guess it was towards the end of the game, uh, Mark is at the free throw line, swishes the free throw, the referee blows it off. You're like, what in the heck's going on? Well, they show yeah. the side view of his toe, and it's squarely on the line. Yeah. And uh, so that wiped out that free throw. So, I mean, these things anything happen that, where it can be – I'm sorry, go ahead. Yeah, anything that correct in game, by all means, yes. It's just if anything yeah. after they have published the initial stats gotcha. after that game that they go back and do, like a, like a, like a you know, uh, an appeal or something like that, those we cannot do because we've already paid out that money and already settled all of that. And that's why we that's why we put that uh, put that revi- put that specific rule in there. Good thing is it's rare, but it can happen. Well, the other thing that um, I've often worried about because coaches go back, they review the film in football. I would hate to think that I had, uh, let's say, Rocket Sanders, ninety nine and a half yards rushing. They go back and they find two or three yards that he should have had to his credit. All of a sudden, now right. he goes over a hundred yards. Yeah, but. At that point stage, as you're saying, the final stats have been established, and uh, you got to go by what it was at the end of the game. Yeah, yeah. You know, interesting on that part, guys, is with one year we were at LSU in basketball, and they had a couple of their stats guys. Their stat crew is very important in basketball. They've got a fast, quick job, quick decisions. They do stuff fast. And we played a game, and we had we had a good assist team at that time. I think it was Bobby Portis played here. And we had, they gave us credit for like six assists. Well, Kent Lowe, after the game, and Rick knows him, he's the longest tenured yeah. uh, media relations guy in the league, and he works at LSU. Yeah. Kent Lowe yeah. said, you guys need to stat this game. He said, because I had substitute guys, and I know who's, they're, they're off on stuff. Now, they weren't off on point, and a lot of the major things. We went back and stat at the game within the 24-hour rule period, and we didn't, we didn't have six assists. We had like 13 assists. We put all those on video clips. And send them to Kent Lowe, and then boom, he sends them to the SEC. Everything's changed, and the stuff's. You know, if it's one assist, it's no big deal. I think they missed a couple of blocks. They missed a lot of stuff. And, and out of sportsmanship, we started LSU stuff, and they had stuff that they had missed for LSU. And so we, we, we got stuff for LSU changed. Now, back then, there wasn't a lot of people, you know, betting on college stuff as far as props and all that. But uh, it is, that's really interesting what he says there, how it, you know, it, it, it's final when the game is over because a lot of those, there are people that will go back and restat those games and get a stat changed because of something that's overlooked. That's uh, certainly certainly interesting. Alright, uh, Neil, you have got Buku's worth of specials in regards to the Super Bowl. They just seem to keep growing. <laughs> They absolutely are. But I do I gotta give a shout out to the double R props last night. Boy, what a night if you were a double R prop better. Only four of them <laughs> lost. Three of them were no bets because they didn't play. 
in seven winners, and I think we paid out the most this year on double R props last night on winners. So uh, congratulations to all of those. And I guess the uh, we got LSU props coming up uh, be on the site by tomorrow. Am I uh, am I still do I do do I do the next game since you had? Yeah, a... you do the next game. Okay, you do the next okay. game. Okay, it's okay. It's okay. okay, all right. How about the one I did create a new one last night? I, I don't know if you've had a chance to research it or not, but I'm curious how I had Khalif Battle and I had uh, Traymond Mark. I think it was 26 and a half points combined, and then I think it was a combined eight and a half free throw attempts, or maybe it was May. I can't remember the number I had on the second one, but I'm just curious how how did that one? Did you get a chance? Uh, Neil, to check that one out. Yeah, it it was you know those bets on most of those were, were were fairly equal on the ones that those were bets, and that's one of the ones that didn't win. And and part of the reason why we did that is is because of what's been going on. Uh, you wanted to do something because of of where the odds are, and so heck, let's combine them and see if we can't you know uh, you know get a better shot at hitting it. And the odds were, you know at one plus sixty on that one, but. Yeah, that one did did get get some activity, but it, it was it was on par with with, with the other battle. Okay, it was okay. fairly mixed last night with with that, and that's why we had a lot of winners and a lot of payouts because it was evenly spread uh, across most of those props. All right, lot lot to look at on Bet Saracen. Go get the app in the App Store. Better yet, or you can go at betsaracen.com. Thank you, Neil. That is Neil Atkinson by way of Bet Saracen. I got to tell you, I am. Oh, I, did, I hung up on the wrong one. I hung up on Matt. Hung up on Matt? Yeah. Uh, Matt normally, yeah. Matt normally, never mind. Uh, normally, Neil's on the other one. But Yeah. Well, let me throw this in here then, because he just mentioned Kent Lowe at LSU, longest uh, guy in the media relations. Actually, the longest guy in media relations, maybe with an athletic department, was Claude Felton at the University of Georgia. Yes, yes. One of the finest young, finest guys ever in college athletics. Certainly my best friend in sports information when I was there, and I had a lot of good friends. And last night was, or yesterday was his last day to work in the athletic department at the University of Georgia. No, hate to hear that. Retiring after 45 years in the athletic department. So I assume he was at Georgia's game last night where they... Had a lead over Alabama. They jumped off to a 17 to 2 lead and then lost. But Claude Felton is just one of the great guys ever in the business, and uh, he is retiring. Yesterday was his last day. Well, Matt, I apologize for hanging up on you, but I do get to All say good. goodbye, and uh, we look forward to talking with you next week after hopefully a couple more W's in the uh, well, just in the one, books because they don't play just again one. during the week buy. next week. Huh? Right. Very good. All right, Matt, thank you. Thanks to the DHR Group of Sonic Drive-Ins. Coming up next, it is Trey Beatty of Hogsports.com being brought to you by Chris Crane Hyundai. For the luxury giveaway this February at Southland Casino Hotel. Win free play, gift cards, and finalist tickets daily. On Saturdays from 7 p.m. to 10 p.m., 10 winners every hour win up to $1,000 in free play and a finalist ticket. The grand prize drawing is Saturday, March 2nd at 10 p.m. Win a Maserati watch, a Louis Vuitton purse, $10,000 cash, or a 2024 Maserati. Must be 21 plus.